Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Yeah, welcome to your Tuesday, and that only means one thing, and that is, of course, Teamless Tuesday for the preliminary finals. Uh-huh. Again, have been named, and uh, it's always interesting, especially when you've had to play every week as I introduce Badge. Welcome, Badge. Hello, Scott. It's that's... always interesting with these these finals when you're a team that's had to play every week. When you're a team that's been able to sit back and watch other teams battle it out. Panthers and, and Cowboys. They sit week back off. and watch you know, the likes of Joy Arrow and Alex Johnston and Havili get injured for South mm. if you're playing against the Panthers and, and for the Cowboys it's Parramatta and Tom Opachik whether he's going to be right that's that's the I suppose the the fortune of, the of having that weekend off yeah sure absolutely is. so we're going to go through each and each one of those uh, games for this weekend Friday and Saturday and uh, SEN commentator and former Parramatta legend Timmy Manor is going to drop by also to talk about the Parramatta Eels chances on Friday night in Townsville, not going up all week. They're going to go up on the night before and smug. Yeah, really smug mm. those Eels after they smashed the Raiders. <laughs> I found they're running on fumes. <laughs> I, saw, the old Raiders. I saw Timmy on Saturday night actually after that Friday night game, and he's such a polite guy. He didn't even bring it up. He didn't even <laughs> mention it until I did. I said, "Mate, we better talk about last night." He didn't okay. have to. No, no, the no. silence is deafening. Yeah. And what about the flights and accommodation if you want to go to Townsville? So flights you, you, are like I think it'd be easier to go to Europe. Yeah, if you want to fly to London, probably better a chance of getting a cheaper flight and accommodation. What are you saying all yeah, sold think, out? What about no? You, surely you could get something on Airbnb. Well, we could lent their garage. We're calling the game, and we're staying at Brent Tate's house, so we're lucky. Yeah, in his garage. Yeah, and, which he'll charge us for and paying for. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> on the concrete. Oh, uh, so that's going to be that is going to be outstanding, especially the Mad Cow on uh, Friday night after the game. You that whole precinct it. will be amazing. Now, what's going on at the Broncos? Now, there has been – it always happens post-season, of course, when a review comes comes out, but there's been some four yeah. former players that have had a fair bit to say about what's going on between Kevin Walters and their general manager, Rugby League, former premiership winner with the club as well, with Kevy Benny Eichen. Mm. Mm. Interesting stuff. Uh, Chris Nelson's going to also update us around uh, what's going on in Queensland racing this week, and, and you can get us any time. Just get us on Twitter, at SportsDayQLD, or – Send a text, 0457-736-736, and that's for expert car service. Book in your local Repco Authorised Service Centre today. This is Badge and Sats, and we'll have an NRL update next. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Yeah, welcome back. And for an NRL update, brought to you by Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And they're a side that uh, looked like they were going to play finals this year. At one stage, they looked like being in the top four, but they capitulated at the back end of the season. Uh, but they're still in the news for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. That is the Brisbane Broncos. I suppose the alleged rift 
between coach Kebby Walters and their general manager of footy, Benny Eichenberg. Is this because they, you know, if, they, if they'd made the finals and everything was the same, would we have heard anything about this or is it just because people are looking for some sort of This reason? has been going on all season. Has it? Yeah, it has. It started before, from my... Um, from my um, sources, it's been said that before the year sort of kicked off, Benny Eichen had lost a lot of his responsibilities ago with the general manager of rugby league um, role, which is overseeing right. the entire department alongside the coach, of course. Uh, more, It's more of a strategic plan around what their football club looks like and what their football office looks like and, and sustainability for the future as well. And that includes recruitment and pathways, development, and also the day-to-day running of a uh, in conjunction with Steve Walters, who was the football manager, the day-to-day on-the-ground um, running of the, the actual team, the NRL squad and the NRLW. So, um, but it, from all reports, it started when Ben Eichen was was hired by the Brisbane Broncos without the knowledge... Or Dave Donaghy. Yeah, without the knowledge of... The coach. The coach or the consulting of the coach, mm. which should have happened. And that's not Kebby Walters' fault. It's not Benny Eichen's fault. That's the upper management's See, lack I of think, communication. I think, I think you know, it, it just happens naturally at some clubs, but others it doesn't. What What is the pecking order is important as to who makes the final call on certain things? Is it the um, the, the CEO, Dave Donachie, uh, uh, sitting above Kevy Walters or was Kevy on the level level pegging with him as the head coach and he's got all of his other staff and he's got his his football manager in, in Steve Walters and he's got his general manager of football under him or are they all on the same level? I just wonder if there's um, either miscommunication or there's a misunderstanding about who actually is responsible for what. I think that's really important in any workplace. Mm. Who's responsible for what? So then you can just get on and go, okay. Now, if someone gets put into a role and you're already there as the head coach and someone gets put in a role and you're told he's actually going to look after all of this stuff, it's no longer yours, Kevy. I could see why he might have had his nose out of joint. I don't know if that's the case. I'm just sort of reading between the lines stuff that we're hearing. But um, interesting it, chat last night is, on NRL 360 It, it was, this, it was. And you are right. It, you do go back to your organisational structure and what that looks like. And, and a CEO, it starts at the CEO and what sort of CEO role he has. Now, there are some CEOs that are really commercially focused and really just look after the commercial and financial stability of the club. And they have some input in, in relation to the, the football department. Mm. Let, let's say, for example, the Melbourne Storm. Frank Panisi just runs that entire department alongside Craig Bellamy. Uh, Bellamy makes some of the decisions that are, that are focused on winning and performance. Frank Panisi makes all the decisions from a, a tactical point of view moving forward. And it's also a review, a mediation um, situation as well. So we don't know what the org structure looks like. And the, the intelligence of Benny Eichen around rugby league as well and tactics, they've actually got a quite a unique model. that They've got a player who is also a general manager of rugby league that knows what success looks like, mm. is, is fantastic when it comes to his attention to detail. And then you've got a, a head coach also um, who nearly got his team to the finals. They've actually got a quite a unique model where they can really bounce off each other. And the head coach doesn't supersede the general manager of footy. And the general manager doesn't supersede the head coach. They work in tandem. But do they know that? Well, that's, Was that ever That's the burning question. So 
I suppose uh, this all reared its ugly head even further last night on NRL 360 when both Jimmy Hooper and Buzz Rothfield, well, they were at loggerheads about some of the comments. We'll give you clarity around this. Uh, Gordy Tallis had went on air and had basically used the phrases, words if that Ben Eichen should be Kevy's lackey. Well, that's, that's incorrect. No, well, not. And he should not hold more power than the coach. Well, in some situations he shouldn't, but this is how it played out last night. I think the genesis of this beef, Braith, started when Ben Eichen was hired without Kevin Walter's knowledge. So Dave Donaghy went and had a round of golf with Ben Eichen, offered him the role, mm-hmm. told him that it would be an overarching general manager, director of football, whatever you want to call it, style of a role, and then went Which and Which the Broncos told, need. And that, yeah, absolutely they need. But then Kevy was frozen out of that. Kevy didn't know until Ben Eichen had already been employed. Then when Ben got in there, if you remember last season, he was sitting on the sidelines uh, at games. He looked quite heavily involved in the hands-on running of the team and the day-to-day goings-on. But this season, we haven't seen yeah. Ben Eichen anywhere near. So a lot of football general managers. So something changed in the, mm. you know, the, the, the space of, a, of last off-season. Um, see, I wonder where Steve Walters himself fitted into that. Steve... As the football manager, is he just doing travel? Is he just doing the little bits and pieces and picking up, strapping and making sure the massages? Is he just doing that sort of stuff? And perhaps Steve has stepped aside now and gone, well, there's not really any room for me. We've got all these people there. I'm not, I'm not sure what's happened there. But in response to what James Hooper had to say, uh, this was Phil Rothfield's take on it. A lot of football general managers are hands-on on game day, particularly. You see Frank Benicia on the sideline. You see Mark Ellison on the sideline. Yeah. And I think it's a sign of a bit of insecurity from Kevy here, and I thought Gordy was way out of order. We worked here with Ben Eichen for a long period of time. He's got a great football IQ. He was hired there to do a job. Mm. I think Kev needs help. I think Kev needs to concentrate on coaching the football side, mm. which was with Adam Reynolds, who's obviously helping him out. And... Ben, let Ben Eichen do the strategic stuff. I mean, I, I, look, I don't have a huge rap on their chief executive, Dave Donnelly, and I'm not being rude here. because he's a problem, co- No, no, well, hold on. Commercially, he's a really good operator, but he's not a footy head. And this is where Ben Eichen was brought into the club to bring that Frank Panisi, Ellison, that expertise. Yeah, and I think Buzz has hit the nail right on the head. The CEO has got a really commercial mind, a great commercial mind, former media man, Dave Donaghy, very good man as well. Um, but Kevin Walters, I think it'd be fair to say, would lack the modern organisational skills to oversee a rugby league department and hence why Benny's been brought in to take a lot of that pressure off him. And I, and maybe Steve Walters, and you are right, Bad, from a football manager point of view, he looks after the day-to-day running, which is... Um, talking with players, ensuring working with welfare as well. Um, he's that first call when it comes to a player, and then it would go up the up the ladder. And I, I just want to finish with this, Sats. I, I, one thing I know about Kevy is he hasn't got a big ego. He's going to be able to sit down and sort this out and, and work better with Benny Eichen, and he said he will. I know what Kevy's like. Mm. He will do that for the good of the club. And, I and think the, it's important. And both of them are very passionate about the club, so they're halfway there. Yep. Absolutely. They've also locked up the services of Corey Oates uh, for another one-year extension till the end of 2023. So he's going along on these short-term deals, isn't he? It's, uh, it's, it's actually not a bad way to go. He's, t- he's only 27, well, he could, Corey got, Oates. Yeah, could Seems like he's been around for 15 years. I would have thought he got a good bit big offer from the Dolphins or other clubs. But, yeah, he, and he had a great year this year, he one did. of his best. Yeah, he did. Uh, plenty more going on in the world of the NRL. We're going to uh, catch up with the uh, Teamless Tuesday really soon. But soon we've got Timmy Manor. 
uh, from the Parramatta Eels. We'll get a sports update next. This is Badge and Sats for Sports Day. Thank you, Australia, for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, get an award-winning car insurance with Suncorp. Just bought my wife a new car. Nice, that's got, nice. Is it Kia Seltos and got Suncorp as well? Oh, okay. Beautiful car. Now, sports update, Dan, for the Swannies who are playing in the AFL Grand Final on Saturday uh, against John Cats, of course. They've been boosted with the signing of Buddy Franklin for another year badge. You know what it's done, apart from the fact that he's a superstar and he's going to hang around for another year and he, uh, he played some pretty well on the weekend. Um, it's it's gonna. It could have been a really disruptive week, couldn't it? If mm. if there was, it would have been talk about is it Buddy's last game for the Swans? Is it Buddy's last game of AFL? It would have been massive focus, and it could have really um, been distracting for the rest of the playing group. So, I think the timing's really good there. Yeah. In uh, in all ways, hey, um, shot in the arm also. It's a, yeah, it's a good news story oh, for, the, for the playing group. He's apparently he's a very popular player amongst the group as well. Mm. So yeah. Now apparently they uh, the AFL uh, copped it from the fans because. During when goals were scored, they played fine music. Yep. But this is this is something new, and uh, fans have blown up. So the AFL has listened, and they've confirmed they won't be playing loud music every time a goal is scored at the grand final. That'd be annoying. It was going to be meatloaf. <laughs> Not happening. Well, maybe and it could be Billy Idol from the NRL one when his microphone didn't could, work at could. all. And and another thing, here's something they want to uh, they want to take a leaf out of the NRL. And I've got to say, we stole this from English Super League. We did Magic Round. Yep. They want to do it, have a Magic Round. So they should next year. All games played in one location. The UK Super League do it in round one, mm. which many say you don't need it because round one everyone's excited anyway. But I'm it's a great you. it's a great way to start start oh, the season. Yeah, I, I, I know it's another marketing that. commercial tool that you yeah. can use. It's like rivalries. Why would you open up with South and Easts? That's Start of the year. It's going to be a big rivalry when they play in about round three or four exactly. now every year, don't they? Yeah. So Magic Round in the AFL, where would they would they take it? Probably maybe MCG Perth. and Marvel, maybe? Oh, I would have thought maybe they'd go to, to Perth or Adelaide. Well, it'll come down to which government wants to pay for it, Bad. True. Mm. True. Like it's, almost, it's kind of almost Magic Round every every weekend. If you're in Melbourne, they get lots of games. I know. Yeah. So I reckon they'll go somewhere else. Probably would be Perth. Hobart. Oh, what about that? What about that injection? Haven't got a stadium. Uh, local community. That could uh, help them build a stadium. Well, they want a new stadium. They need it. They need a team as well. So, And Matty Lodge, he says he'll take on Paul Gallen as the former New South Wales captain, said he'll smash any current NRL player, which mm. I, I think he probably well, might. he really got smashed by Justin Hodges. Yeah, he did. And, but the good part about it, there's, there's only one condition from Matt Lodge. And everyone's teeing off going, oh, Matt Lodge, you're a grub, whatever. If you've met Matt Lodge off the field, he's actually a really nice guy. Outside of that, there's only one condition. Every cent that he earns will go to a charity. Yeah, he wants to set up a charity to help yep. kids in Western Sydney. And uh, it also said he'll start up a GoFundMe page yep. too to get people to chip in yep. and, and put all that towards a charity. He wants it to be a million dollars and right. wants to start it for, um, yeah, from disenchanted youths. Beautiful. Good work. Great work. Uh, Suncorp Car Insurance, winner of CanStar's Outstanding Claims Awards, seven years in a row. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats and the all-new Kia Nero. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Oh, he throws long. Sevo, Sevo, Sevo will bring the house oh, down off low. Nia Kore. 
Not a Sebo try. It's a Sebo try assist. And that'll be 40. Yeah, that was on Friday night, the Parramatta Eels victory over the Canberra Raiders to move into the grand final qualifier. It is always a tough assignment to travel to North Queensland at the best of times. Now to travel to North Queensland to win a grand final qualifier, even tougher. And to join us on Sports Day and talk about this week's finals and what happened over the weekend. He is the Lieutenant of Lebanon. He's 233 <laughs> NRL games. Played for Parramatta in the 2009 Grand Finals. Part of the NRL Nation call team as well. Timmy Manor. How are you, Timmy? Oh, hello, mate. How are you? Really well, really well. Now, I saw you out and about on Friday night uh, at Paradise at Combank Stadium and uh, overall a 40-4 to win over the Raiders. I mean, of course you'd be impressed. Are they in a good position going out to play the Cows, you think? I don't think we've ever been in a better position stock so remember. I think our opportunity to win a grand final has never been as clear as, as it is now. Um, you know, losing a Penrith first week of the finals, I think it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. If you um, if you said at the start of the season you had to beat Canberra and Cowboys in the inner grand final, you'd say, where do I sign? Mm. Yeah. What about going to North Queensland, Timmy? Of course, everyone's talking about the, the weather and the humidity and whatever it may be. If you were Brad Arthur or Mark O'Neill, their general manager of footy, would you be taking them up early or would you be staying out of enemy territory as long as you can? Oh, I, read, I read an article say that they're going to be going up the day before um, and, and doing the captain's run down here. So they're not going to get much taste of the humidity up there. Uh, I think the reason being is Brad's, Brad's very routine. And I think over the years, Paris really struggled on the on the away trip. Um, and the last two years, they've, they've really gotten a lot better at it. So they fine-tuned the way that they travel and for whatever reason they decided that getting there late is a lot better. So it's worked recently and they're going to keep sticking to it. Tim, the, the way the Eels played the other night was um, at times exhilarating footy. Now, earlier in the year, they, they, they were a bit predictable, um, one-dimensional, some might say. Have you seen that change happen over the, the back part of the year where they, they seem to be playing with a bit more width and... Um, a bit more confidence as we come to the end of the season. Yeah, I think it was always there, that badge. I think it was, um, you know, it's just the problem is it wasn't there every week. You know, there'll be one week where they just play, you know, incredible entertaining footy. And then the next True. week, you know, they tuck it under their arm and, and really struggle. I think the key for them was, and the key for them always is, unfortunately, is they start to the game. So if they can get out of the blocks early, score a try or two and get their tails up, they're really hard to rein in. And I think you know, nine times out of ten, they'll ride that, they'll ride that lead home. Um, when it's a bit of a scrappier, uh, tougher affair, uh, you know they're the ones that could create a way for them. You know they, you know they haven't really um, been known to be really you know good at those games. But as soon as if they can get out of the blocks early up in North Queensland and get a try to on the board early, I think they'll be very hard to stop. Yeah. Now, now there's a, there's some real star power in a lot of teams. Um, and in particular, you look at Penrith, yeah, well, without Nathan Cleary, they come right back to the field. We've seen it with South Sydney, who uh, without Latrell Mitchell aren't quite the same. And Sats and I reckon Cam Murray as well. Who is it? Is, is it anyone at yeah. Parramatta or, or is the talent spread better? Or can you not do without, say, Mitchell Moses? Oh, I think Mitchell's a key one for us. I think, yeah, we're really lucky that Mitchell played that Canberra game. And without him in the team, I dare say it's not as much as a convincing win. Um, and a lot, of the, a lot of the points we scored was on the back of that first 20 minutes where we just starved Canberra of the ball. You know? mm. So the, the Canberra team had to do a lot of work that first 20 minutes. And by the time you know, the game, they got into the game, you know, it was almost over before it started. 
Uh, a lot of that's on the back of Mitch Moses' game management and control. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, Dylan Brown was enormous. I think it was 321 mm. metres he made on the weekend. And, you know, he was just a standout. And he really stood up knowing that, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Mitchell Moses. So he was, he was, he complimented Mitchell really well. But uh, for mine, I think it's, it's either one of those two. If one of them are out, it's a different looking team. Um, you know, I, I think every team has one of those, except I think the Cowboys, they seem to be very balanced side that, um, you know, they don't have the superstar, you know, um, factor that, you know, like the Trill Mitchell, but the way they complement each other is really incredible. Now, Timmy, as part of the front rowers union, does it, oh, I suppose you'd get excited with the, the skill level of the front rowers these days. You should have seen him get excited when Mark Nichols scored the first try on oh, Saturday yeah. night. Oh, he would have been he was all over. He would have been on that. <laughs> Uh, but the skill of, I mean, Regan Campbell-Gillard has been outstanding, but the skill of big junior Barlow, outstanding, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, you know, junior's done it a number of times this year. It's that offload through the line. So they, they'll go two passes wide to junior. He'll bump the line and spin, and just he'll always have a, a Gutherson or a Dylan or a Mitchell Moses pushing on the outside of him. And it's such a good tactic to do it because he's got, he's got a great offload on him. His skill level's enormous, but... That play seems to work so well. We did it against South Sydney uh, in the semi-final a couple of years ago as well with Gustin off his hip, and um, he just seems to deliver those big plays at the crucial times. And I thought Junior's been outstanding. The same way Mitchell and Dylan complement each other, I think Regan and Junior complement each other as well. Regan does a lot of the brunt work, and he's you know he's a really tough carrier of the ball, and you know he, he holds his own very well. But then Junior comes in with a bit more silky ball playing and really lights it up. So it's a it's a great combination to have. Now, would you, or does it concern you that the Cowboys have had a week off? Do you buy into the, the week off being so beneficial these days? Uh, I don't know. I, you know. I thought the week off was going to hurt Penrith in that first week of finals. They seemed fine. Um, you know, this time of year, I guess it is always good to have a freshen up, but also at the same time, it could also stagger you and if, you can, if, if they come out a bit rusty at sort of 10 to 10-15 minutes and allow Parramatta to get their tails up uh, it could be a really tough affair for, the, for them so they, they've got to make sure that they come out um, out of the blocks and not warm into it mm. Tim G they were impressive I mentioned we were at the um, the Rabbitohs Sharks game the South Sydney were very impressive weren't they? Yeah South they're a strong team I think if I'm Parramatta and I'm, without looking too far ahead if I win, we win this week against the Cowboys We'd probably rather play Penrith than South Sydney, and that's a, that's a huge compliment to South Sydney. But I'm a little bit concerned about the uh, the toll of last week's game. I mean, we saw Alex Johnson, you know, in, in all sorts of pain, not being able to return second half. Uh, Havili not being able to put pressure on his calf. Um, mm. You know, Burgess is still out next week. Uh, Totola, what's the what's the? No, he's been. He's just he's, he's clear. And then you got a Joy Arrow with the groin. Yeah. Clear? Yep. Joy Arrow is the other one. So, yeah, so that's they haven't come out. And that's where the week off helps. Where, and Dad, you mentioned it in the commentary, but the, the benefit of having the week off is you don't risk, not only is it the rest, but you don't risk getting injuries and suspensions. And unfortunately, in South Sydney, they're going to come into this game a little bit bruised. Mm. Uh, what do you make of, of Penrith uh, with the week off? Do you think uh, they won't miss a beat? Everyone was questioning Nathan Cleary coming in after having five or six weeks off, Timmy, and, and thinking maybe he might be a little bit rusty. But he proved to everyone that he was—he hit the ground running. Do you expect him to be exactly the same on on Saturday night? Oh, clearly, he, Nathan just showed off the other night when he he, he put on that <laughs> performance with Parramatta, matter, and he just showed every trick in the book. Every you know, he did four to twenty kind of kicks and the spirals he did and the cross field banana kicks, and he did everything. It was 
it was really fun to watch. But I think I think if you kind of break down that Penrith Parramatta game, I know the score blew out in the end, twenty seven four or something similar to that. But I don't know if Penrith was that much more dominant than Parramatta. I think they those kicks, you know, those those three drop balls by Waka Blake hurt Parramatta and. Um, a few of those kicks really punished Parramatta. Mitchell went down, but with half an hour to go, Parramatta were in front. Of us, you know, they were right in that game. Mm. Um, mm. So, you know, I think I think Penrith, as good as they are, you know, they're still beatable. And uh, this game could go either way on on Saturday night. You'll be down there working with uh, next week if you get through, and you're up against the Panthers. You'll be working uh, with Wunga Blake all week, putting those big spiral and floaters up against him. Too, for it. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, don't call his phone on Friday night as the Parramatta Eels take on the Cowboys uh, up at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. And we didn't even get onto the World Cup, Timmy, because Lebanon are in the pool of death, New Zealand, Ireland and Jamaica. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to get through that pool? Oh, mate. Yeah, that's... that's, that's I'm listening it's... I think the Jamaica game should be a win for Lebanon. That's my gut feeling. And then it's going to come down to that Ireland game. I think in Zealand one, Zealand one might be a bit of a tough ask. But yeah, you, let's look at the lineup. You got Mitchell Moses. If he doesn't make a show, you got Mitchell Moses, Adam Dewey, uh, Jacob Carraz, Josh Mansell, Alex Plough. If he plays, oh, it's not bad, uh, is it? There's, there's a fair few. I think he's actually stronger than the last one. Yeah, it's not a bad. Yeah, thing. but you wouldn't have seen. Peter Tosh and Bob Marley and the Whalers run around. That Jamaica's, the whole back line is Bob Marley, Peter Tosh and the Whalers. Look out. They can run. Well, Bob can't anymore. They made it in the Bob sled. They know how they can't do it in the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good way to finish. Hey, Timmy Manor, we're listening to you this weekend on the NRL Nation call. Thanks for joining us and good luck to your Parramatta Eels this week. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. A Racing Queensland update. The Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. It is the best time of year and Chris Nelson joins us from Racing Queensland. How are you, Nelson? Going very well, thanks, Sats. So good evening to you. Yeah, well, Badge, Badge came in with a spring in his step yesterday because of your tips the man. on Sunday. He's yeah. just a man. We didn't even call him Chris Where Nelson. Where was it? Sunshine Coast, was it? Sunny Coast Sunday. Super Sunday, they're calling it now. Chris Nelson on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to get a few winners every now and again, Badge. I'm glad I could help you out. Now, you know how much I love my regional areas? And there's a big um, yep. a big meet this weekend, isn't it? Is it Toowoomba Cup? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the... Standalone, we had the standalone Pink Ribbon Day at the Gold Coast last week, which was a massive success. And this week we have the standalone uh, Toowoomba Cup meeting. So Saturday's main meeting is at Toowoomba. It has the Cup, the Wheatwood, which is the uh, the sprint that's been going on forever. Oh, there's a word there. I can't think of the word, but uh, you'll think of it probably, guys. The Guineas and the Pado Shea is an interesting race too because it's the first sight uh, we see, or the first we see of the new season two-year-olds going around in the Pado Shea. So... That'll be uh, a difficult one to do the form for. So the barrier trial uh, form will be all important there. So the Cup, the Wheatwood, uh, the Guineas and the Pat O'Shea. So looking forward to Toowoomba on Saturday. And look, that's a, it, Toowoomba's a good track with rain. Uh, we are due to get some rain and some decent rain on Thursday. So mm-hmm. that's a good place to be racing, Toowoomba. That'll be huge. Yeah, can't wait for that. Where else uh, Where else are we going uh, to be this week? Well, we, uh, we race at uh, Doombin tomorrow. We race at Mackay on Thursday, which, of course, is a public holiday now. We race at, would you believe this? We race at Ewan. I don't really know where Ewan is, but I'm tipping it's a fair way out of uh, Brisbane, put it that way. That's during the day. It's the Ewan Cup, 
and at night time uh, is the first of the uh, the Sunshine Coast night meetings for the new season. So looking forward to that on Friday night. So you and during the day, Sunshine Coast at night. Saturday, as I mentioned, at Toowoomba. Also the Gold Coast and its Longreach Cup, which is on the tab as well. So you can yeah. have a bet at Longreach in the cup there. So plenty of cups. There's cups at Taroom and cups at Twin Hills as well, guys. I'm sure you've been to all those places because I know yeah. I have. No. Yeah. <laughs> and a huge time of the year, isn't it, with the, uh, the Spring Racing Carnival uh, underway and some big races down yep. south as well, aren't there? Yeah, looking forward to the Valley on Friday night. We'll see some really good uh, Queensland interest there. We have uh, Zoo Style, Rothfire and Isotope all going around in the Group 1 Moya Stakes at the Valley on Friday night. And at Rose Hill on Saturday in uh, Sydney, it's Golden Rose Day. Uh, now, we haven't got any runners there, but we do have Startontes and Palayapan going around in the Golden Pendant. Group two over 1,400 metres, guys. And look, I think I said the other day, very, very good run first up, Startante. She'll be mm. very hard to beat in that. She's a beauty. Mm. Nice work, eh, Chrissy she Nelson? Is. The uh, Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. Uh, talk to you. Do we talk to you tomorrow? Thursday. If we want. Talk to you no, Thursday. I don't think. I don't, well, you might if you've got a show on Thursday. You might no, no, we're off. talking to you Thursday um, for some tips over the weekend, definitely. Okay, all right. Well, I'll look forward to that, guys. This is Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Cause I'm... TLT. I'm dynamite. TLT. Yeah, only two games this weekend. Of course, the grand final qualifiers, and it starts Friday night at 7.50. Cowboys versus Eels at Country Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. Um, humidity is uh, allegedly going to be 88% up until about 4.30 in the yeah. afternoon. It'll drop a little bit after that. Uh, Badge, how are the Cowboys and also Parramatta looking? Cowboys are good. They're at same 17 that won the uh, the first week of the finals, that late uh, or that long game against the Cronulla Sharks. So they're uh, they're all sweet to go. And the, the Eels have got Tom Opachik named in the side, but in doubt. Mm. So at this stage, um, they've, they've recalled Bryce Cartwright to the bench, first game for a month, uh, taking the place of Makahesi Makatoa. Uh, if Opachik is out, they've got a few different options. It could be Murata Nakora. Moves to the centres and Nathan Brown on the he bench. He did that on the weekend. He's done that a number of times this year near Cora, yeah. Yeah, and they've also got uh, Bailey Simonson who might come into the back line and Wonga Blake could move into the centres. Mm. And I, I'm thinking that's, a, that's a, a chance if Bailey Simonson is confident under those high kicks, it means they won't be exposing Blake on that right wing. So I'd be almost leaning that way if I was the, uh, the Eels. Leaves you a little bit... Um... You're a little bit thwarted, aren't you, with a, an outside back, especially a centre that goes down? Because there's not a lot of specialist centres around, is there? You've got to move a fair bit around for a centre. At times, you yeah. do, yeah. And pa- you, Panthers and Rabbitohs on Yeah, Saturday Panthers and Rabbitohs Saturday night. Well, the Panthers, fortunately enough for them, having the weekend off, there's no injury concerns. But uh, Taylor May, he had to accept a high-shot um, suspension for his tackle on Will Penasini in the qualifying final. So, as expected, Charlie Staines... Comes onto the wing. Now, the question is, Charlie Staines is regularly a right-side winger. It's where he scored four tries that day at, at Jubilee Oval, um, Cogra. And Brian, Brian Toto... has been seen training on the left. Yeah, and you know what? He's been still been destructive this year, but not not as destructive as, as he has been 
in the last two years when he has been primarily on the left-hand side. So mm. expect that to happen. So that's the only change when it comes to the, the Panthers. And for the Bunnies, well, they've got injuries pretty much everywhere. Uh, Saliva Hevili with his calf muscle, he's been ruled out already, hasn't been named. His place has been taken by Jed Cartwright, who can play back row or uh, in the centres. And there's Alex Johnston. He's struggling with a flexor injury. He's named. He's in a bit of doubt. And Joy Arrow has been named. He's saying he will play 100% with a groin injury that he's been carrying for the last three or four weeks. So he's been named despite failing to finish um, the game last week. And he didn't train at all with the side uh, this morning as well. So they'll spend a little bit more time in the physio room than what the uh, what the Panthers will. So uh, that's at Acor Stadium as well. It's yep. not, at, not at Panthers Stadium as well. So... Um, yeah, two interesting games this week. So, Badge, I know we're going to do our tips, but just – and it may change over the next couple of days. Just on the face of it right now, who who do you see winning both those games? Cowboys-Panthers. Yeah. Both had a week off. Yep. But you're right, I might change my mind by yeah. tomorrow. Elders Insurance from local football to community events. It's our way of giving back. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, things we may have missed, and the Women's Basketball World Cup has snuck up on us. Gets underway on Thursday. Tomorrow. And I looked at the schedule. They all play five games in six days. And then, so it starts Thursday. And then next Thursday. That's old school carnivals, isn't it? Yeah. And then next Thursday, they start the finals. They go Thursday, Friday. And the big one is on the Saturday, which is the day before the NRL grand final. And this is all happening in Sydney. I think they're all at Sydney Olympic Park. Wow. Outstanding, Huge. outstanding. And really quickly, uh, Anna Moe pulled up Lane after winning the George Main Stakes, but should be right for the Might and Power at Caulfield. Yeah, that's in, in a, a couple weeks. of weeks' time, so yeah. no drama at all with Anna Moe. Yeah, this is Sports Day with Badge and Sats, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. See you tomorrow. Good on you. See you later. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.